What up, guys? Talking with Tonka, episode 30. Can you believe I made it to 30? I can't, but guess what? We're here, and I got a co-host in the building today. He drove all the way from 5th and Japip. Marlton, New Jersey. (laughs) Shout out to DJ Nader. What up, Nate? How we doing? Good, good, good. And finally, got him on the podcast. This kid's all over the place now. He's blowing up. Content creator extraordinaire and DJ extraordinaire, Martin. What up, kid? Hey, honored to be here. Yeah, yeah. This has been a long time coming. I asked you to come on a while ago, and you know, trying to schedule people and like people rescheduling. I'm having so problems with scheduling. And now that the Phillies clinched home field advantage next week, I had Loschel's Bakery uh, lined up. Right, they do all these cool like bakery stuff for like the sports teams and athletes and stuff like that. And my buddy put me onto them and they just do some dope stuff over there for charities and stuff like that. And they had to reschedule. It's like, Oh, I have game. I have tickets to game two. And that's when I was recording <laughs> game one, game two is going to be. So I was like, now I need a guest for next week. <laughs> so like, I've been trying to line everything up. Cause like, you know, uh, I had a guest back out like, like two weeks ago. So I missed the episode. It was awful. So I hate missing episodes because Nate's a, Nate's a, a, a listener all the time. So I'm an avid listener. Yeah. So that was the word I was looking for. This, this is this is why I have co-hosts because I don't remember <laughs> words sometimes. But I appreciate you guys making the trip out here to Mania. We're recording during the day. And guess what? I'm doing video again. I can't believe it. Like I'm pretty sure it's not on YouTube yet. None of my videos have made it to YouTube yet. I haven't gotten that far. But um, So when we first sat down, Martin showed me this cool camera he has. Have you ever seen one of these instant 360 cameras? I see them a lot. I see a lot of DJs use them, and I think they're awesome because, one, the footage that you get on the DJ booth or whatever you're you know, showing off the controller or equipment, you can see everything. You can see you. You can see the people behind you. But then at the same time, not only is that footage capturing you, but it's capturing the crowd as well. And the cool thing about the footage is you can go and have it panned to the audience or have it panned to you whenever you want when you go to edit it. I see K-Fry uses the 360 cam yeah, a lot. That's who I couldn't remember used it, yeah. He was like kind of the first guy that I saw and, you know, the Scooter. Philly DJ Yeah, I think Scooter uses market it too, that yeah. posts videos with him. I love him. I yeah. wish I had one. Yeah. I'd utilize it a lot more. So, but how long have you had that camera? I've had it, I've had it, I would say, three weeks. Okay. I just bought it and I went, I was like, this week I'm gonna learn it, and then we're just gonna use it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see the content that you post with it. Cause... Yeah, because you, yeah, I want, want your content game is very, very well done, and it's good, and I like that. You, you were the first one I ever see do the weekend recaps. Thank you. Yeah, and that's dope. And I not like only that. doing weekend recaps, but consistently doing, doing weekend, weekend recaps. recaps. And I yes, like how that's... I like how you show your life in it. Right, so you show not just Martin the DJ. You mm-hmm. show if you like went somewhere else too yeah. to say what's up to a homie. Like I like that. Like you, you put me in it one one week, and you just came to say what's up. Yeah, I, you were just out bopping around. I like that, man. I like yeah. that. It I, shows like there's another side of you. You know, I started doing the weekend recaps in January of this year. I before 2023. I forgot what year it was. Yeah, <laughs> I don't before, worry, I forget all the time. Before 2023 started, I was looking back at everything i was like what could i do better where can i improve and what do i think i need to do to i guess showcase where i'm at and i felt that if i could recap my week every week and showcase what i'm doing i feel like people would have a more understanding of 
you know, how busy I am, like who I'm going to see. And like, I felt like it would, you know, bring people closer into what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. And so that's kind of how it came about. And then it was just like, okay, I guess we got to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do it every week. And I just try and get better at editing. Um, I, fun fact, I produce all the music or majority of the music for all of my weekend recaps. I'll have to and take so, notice of that now. Oh, now say. I'm going to have to definitely take notice. <laughs> Damn, really? Yeah, so that's also difficult because sometimes I'm like, okay, I have to make a whole new song for this. Yeah. Every every week if you wanted to, you know, stay consistent with, yeah. you know, weekend or week recap, you know. Yeah. Not only Damn. do you have to make the video, but then you got to go make a beat for Damn, it. It's I'm, dedication. I'm, I'm over here complaining about making a video for YouTube. <laughs> You're doing like all these different levels. And that's what I think is going to set. That's why your stuff sets apart from everybody else. It's like because you're doing different things, one, and now you're creating your own beat. Now people know that. Now after they listen to the podcast, they're like, wow, he's doing all that. Yeah. That's dope. Like how long does it take to make one weekend recap? Some of them are extremely long. I will, I will not lie. Uh, this past one, I was trying something different, but I knew ahead of time what I wanted. So that helped the process. Um, I would say when it started, it's simply, I just need to take my phone out for three seconds and record a moment. Right. And that helps when you're going to edit. Uh, now I plan out like, okay, this is what's happening this week. I need to record this, 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 and this. Right. And I want to make sure I get anything that may pop up. Right. Um, when it comes to the edit, I would say it takes, every edit takes at least an hour. I mean, that's not too bad. Yeah. Some have been three hours. Um, I just, every Monday morning, I wake up i start editing it if my sunday isn't as busy i start right. on sunday okay that way i can get it done i don't see that's my i think my biggest thing is where a little bit my laziness i think might come into play but like that's a lot of i guess i guess that i guess you're taking this three second clips five second clips but now with that instant 360 you're gonna have content two, game's gonna get leveled yeah, up yeah and it's gonna have two hours of footage to go through <laughs> it's it's tough with the 360 um it is incredible but it takes way more time because I'll record, let's say I record 30 minutes of my set. Or if I have enough time, I'll turn on, get the moment turned off, wait till I think another thing's going to happen, turn it back on. Um, I have to go through it, then I have to choose the direction I want the camera to go in, then I have to export it, then I have to bring it into Final Cut and then cut it with everything else I shot from my phone to then make the weekend recap. <laughs> Jesus. So, I heard those 360 footage that when you record is kind of tricky to edit. It, it comes with its own editor, right? It has its own editor. It's Once you get comfortable with it, it's not extremely difficult. It's just a matter you got to decide where you want it to go, decide movements, you select pinpoints, and you're like, okay, it's going to face here at this second. It's going to face here oh, at this second. Oh, so you second. have to export every angle. Uh, you can, so it will take a ball of 360 video, and then after when you go into the editor within the app, um, I can say at the 10 second mark, it is facing at 35 degrees, and I can hit that. And then I could scroll down a little bit in the timeline and say, okay, let's move it to this position at this time. Okay. Um, it's way more intuitive than it sounds. It yeah, does yeah. sound very difficult. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's not difficult. It's time-consuming. Yeah. Okay. I mean, 
I'm down to give it a shot if someone ever gave me one. Because <laughs> these GoPros are a pain in the ass. Real shit. It's be something cool for the tailgates. We yeah, need a sponsorship. Yeah. Talking with Tonka. Yeah, no, it's the 360. Uh, I'll, I'll throw up a promo code for my 85 <laughs> listeners a week. Um, so enough nerd talk because I'm pretty sure we already tuned out like eight minutes worth of people. Um, so let's get into what got you into music. Were you into music your whole life? Yeah, so music is something that has always been a major part of who I am. Um, I have to say it's attributed to my grandfather. Okay. My grandfather has the most insane record collection of all time. Um, back in, I think, 2019, I was in his basement. And I felt like I had a new appreciation for everything. And we were going like through each individual record. And he's just like, just so you know, all of these are first edition. None of that second print crap. And I was like, that's the coolest thing you could have ever said. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got like original Bob Marley and the Whalers records. He's got David Bowie right Everything. Wow. And he Was he just a vinyl collector or was he just into music in general? Just pure music lover. Wow. And um, so he has the most insane record collection. The whole basement is just the largest speakers in the world. <laughs> That basement gets loud. Um, is it climate controlled? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, it should be for those records. They don't want to get warped or anything. Yeah. Um, but he really spread that love to my mom, and that love was then passed to me. And I yeah. think it started with you know singing music at the top of my lungs in the car, and it moved into um, just different ways. And I think the biggest point for me, funny enough, it's a lot of people my age will say the same thing, but when Guitar Hero 3 came out, yeah. um, I fell in love with all this rock music. And I was like, I had names of songs. And I, now I had access to YouTube. So I'm going on YouTube and searching these songs. And I'm listening to them in my free time. Yeah. So some of the first like bands I was really into were Green Day, Linkin Park. Love that. And stuff like that. Yeah. And that's kind of where my start to search for music came from. Yeah. Lincoln like, Park was my first concert ever. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. For me, that rock music was the like Lime Wire and Frost Wire era. <laughs> yeah. Where you... What was the bear one? Bear Share. There was never bear, used bear share. Used bear share. I, I used to get all my so. I used to get all my my school papers <laughs> off that one. Well, back so, in, like you could download. So you type in like you're doing a uh, like a history paper on mm -hmm. like the Korean War. You just type in Korean War, and people would upload their assignments. Wow. So I would get a bunch of them if I could, and just put them all in, like like figure, <laughs> read them all, see what one made sense, and just put it for paragraphs in, and just turn them in. <laughs> That's awesome. Now they have plagiarism software. They'd catch yeah, that uh, like dude, it's nothing. Yeah, that was just coming about when. You know, I was I graduated high school in '01. Just to date myself a little bit. How old are you, by the way? <laughs> I'm 25. 25. Okay. Okay. So, you hearing those records at that young age definitely helped mold you then, for sure. Oh, 100. percent And I, I really, it's refreshing to hear people say like, you know, the first kind of bands and they were into were like Green Day, Linkin Park, because that was like the beginning of like the like the punk grunge era too. Yeah. And Linkin Park was the shit. Oh my God. Lincoln <laughs> Park was absolutely incredible. There'll be another, never another Chester, unfortunately. Um, Rest in peace. What was your first concert, Nate? Do you remember? First concert? I was not much of a concert goer when I was younger. It wasn't really something my family and I did. Yeah. Uh, it was probably like a Zach Brown Band concert or like XTU when I was XTU. like 15 or 16. Yeah. Okay. That's like, at uh, I used to go to the Susquehanna Bank Center is what it was called at the time. <laughs> yeah, that place has changed names like ten yeah. times. And what I've is been... it now? B B and T. Yeah. Yep. I th I th no, I, so. I don't think it's. 
Is it B, B, and B, B, and T Pavilion? again. B, B, and T Pavilion sounds right. Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Is that what it's very well? BB&T was the one before it, I think. It's Freedom Mortgage now? I'm going to look at it. It just changes hands. Mortgage It really does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, formerly BB&T. Wow. What's I going to, on over there? I don't know. <laughs> I used to work there when it was BB&T. I'm like, I know the name changed again. <laughs> what, were you, what were you doing over there? Yeah. Uh, so I used to work at Live Nation in the marketing department. Oh, okay. right. Uh, so I did a lot of stuff at their marketing office in Balakinwood. I did stuff at BB&T Pavilion, yeah. when it was called that. And um, the, the Met. Met. I did a okay. lot of work at the Met. Do you know Jen, Corsi- uh, Jen Corsilli? Uh, that name doesn't sound familiar. Uh, she, works, she works in the Balakinwood office sometimes. Oh, nice. And she works with a lot with like the event stuff. She's the one that gets me my free tickets all the time. Yeah. <laughs> when you saw, I went to see Yellow Card um, uh, and then All American Rejects concert as well. She got hooked me up for that this summer. And I went, went over to The Man. Have you been over to The Man recently? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Dude, it's so cool. Like uh, the the skyline stage, it, it, you can literally see the Philly skyline stage. That's how high up it is, and you can just see it all. It's it's awesome. I love it out there, and I think there's so many people. You don't get bit by mosquitoes because they're biting other people. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get bit one time. I don't know if it's because Grizel got us. It's like these like stickers you put like these little like child stickers you put on your clothing, and it's supposed to repel like mosquitoes. But I never got bit out there. <laughs> what was your first concert? Um, my first concert was. Or are you a concert goer? I should say. I'm a I'm a big concert goer. Okay. Um, my first concert was actually a music festival when I was fourteen. Uh, they they don't do, you know I can't English today. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do this music festival more. It's um it was called Electric Adventure. Yeah, in New baby. You and know so what that is. This, I was supposed to play there. Continue. I'll I'll chime in. Ooh. <laughs> fun fact: I did end up playing it. You so did. Oh. I'll. I'll I don't want to, I'm spoiling stories. Yeah. So <laughs> the Electric Adventure, I went, I forget the year, I think it was 2013. This was when it was still at Six Flags. Okay. And so I, there's like a concert venue within Six Flags. Yeah. And they did it, the lineup was crazy, like in retrospect, looking back. I believe it was Dioro. I believe, oh man, Adventure Club was on it. I want to say Carnage was on it, but that might be a lie. Um, it was a crazy lineup, and that was my first concert. Happened to be a rave, but two years later, I ended up getting to play. Oh wow! Which was in Atlantic City. In Atlantic City, yeah, yeah, and it that was insane. All right, Nate, spill the beans. So in my early days of DJing. Um, I used to link up with this guy who had connections at Webster Hall in New York City. Yeah. Um, it was a sell 30 tickets. I'll let you play in this side room that no one goes to. So I was doing that for a while, and then the opportunity came up for Electric Adventure in Atlantic City, where I have these you know single-day passes and then these two-day passes, and he was like, if you sell them, I'll let you play a set. And I was like, awesome. This was This was the year that it got canceled. So it actually, I didn't end up selling any tickets. The concert ended up getting canceled, but I did go to that show probably the year prior in Atlantic city. Mm. And like you were saying, the, the artists that they have were like incredible. I think they had marshmallow G easy Dylan Francis uh, keys and crates. Oh, keys and crates um, was great. They Mike stud played. I'm a big Mike stud guy. I got to play open up for him at the pool. That was cool for me. Um, but just like, I guess Atlantic City did away with, which is crazy because they still have all these concerts on the beach. Yeah. And to me, that 
festival coming back would be a huge hit. Like it, it was always a blast. It was all on the beach right there. There was a couple different stages, um, but you act you got to play. Yeah, I got to I got to play. There was a stage that was more local acts, and so that was. So I started learning to DJ at fourteen, and I got to play that at sixteen. Okay, so that's only two, uh, pretty much two years in. Yeah, two years. Yeah, in. that's crazy. Yeah, two years in, you're already playing a festival. Yeah, that was in. How long was, was your set? Forty-five minutes. Oh, that's. So you, you must did, have been so stressed. I'm, yeah, like I, I don't know. I <laughs> would have been got, excited, but then I would have been like, "What's going through your head? What was going through your head?" I'm not someone that really gets stressed. I think I've so I have a pretty big performer background from doing theater to doing like very very small like tv stuff and so i've never gotten like nervous about going out and performing or trying to bring my all to something um i think i was i think i was just excited like i remember that day like it was yesterday i was just extremely happy to be there yeah like i don't know why you guys brought me but i'm here i'm excited to do it let's do it um and it was just a really great experience. Yeah. That was that was my first concert, and to be able to go back. Do you remember and, what your set was like? Um, yeah, like what kind of wow. music you were playing? I yeah, remember, I don't remember a thing I played. <laughs> do you Do you remember the equipment you played on? Yeah, that's a good question. <sighs> probably CDJs. I don't. Yeah. It's, it's it all a, kind of a it, blur. It was probably it was probably do you, CDJs. Do you remember if it was like new to you? Because with me, when. I started DJing, you know, I was on my Newmark Mixtrack Pro 2, and that's all I knew. Um, and then, you know, once you continue to DJ and, you know, you get in the industry, you, you know, start to get booked at these venues that have these, you know, CDJs and these mixers that, you know, not everyone is comfortable playing on. So that's why I asked the question, because, you know, you said it was kind of early in your DJ career. Um you know, that certainly could have been a factor. Like if, if I was booked to play there and, you know, I didn't have the drivers for the mixer and like it, that just that, adds stress to yeah, the whole event, tough. you know? Oh my God. That, that's the worst when that stuff kind of happens. Cause it's like, uh, when I first played in Vegas, they had DJM 900s and he told me right from the rip, get the club kit and test it before you get here. Blah, 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 blah. Did all that. Tested it. Worked fine here. Get out there. I plug in. Doesn't read it. Nothing, right? Nothing. Just, and it was like the firmware on the mixer wasn't updated. So oh, I had to like do that right before I played. I, re I updated the firmware, whatever. It started working. Thank God. Got through it. And I was, I was the opener. So he wasn't even there yet. Like, so I was in this club, never been there before in my life. And I just I had to do this before my event. And I was like, oh, shit. And I did it. Obviously, I got through it. But um, I was sweating. Like, I sweat now. But like sweating like literally drenched i felt like i had to change my undershirt i was so wet i was like because i get nervous i get like sweaty i don't get like nauseous or anything like some people i get like sweaty like i sweat a lot and what do you have any nervous stuff like when you get nervous mm, well obviously martin never gets nervous apparently i get nervous very sparingly okay if, if you said tomorrow that i was like out of the blue like well tomorrow i have them somewhere but <laughs> you know, any let's say hypothetically, you're hypothetically, off yeah. I'm off tomorrow, and you're like, "Hey, we're flying you out to Vegas or Ibiza or something, and you're gonna play for da 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 da." And I have no other information about what I should play there. I would maybe be thrown off a little, 
Yeah. And I would not be – I could maybe not be comfortable until I started playing. Yeah. I do find that a very like comfortable thing when you start playing. It's like – Oh, all right, I'm good now. I know this part. <laughs> I know how to do this part. I'm good. What about you, Nate? You have a nervous thing? Uh, no, not really. I mean, early in my DJ career, I would get nervous for gigs if it was like my first time playing somewhere or, you know, those first couple weddings that you do, um, you get nervous for. But I think it just comes with time. I mean, like Martin said, I, I really don't get nervous for gigs anymore. You know, once you've done this long enough, you can kind of you know, comfortable in any situation for a gig. Um, and that's just like music knowledge. Like you, like I said, if, if you're playing a gig for, you know, a 50 year old birthday party or a 60 year old birthday party, like you already know driving to that gig, where what kind of set you're going to be getting into, what kind of oldies and stuff you're going to get into. So I feel like the only nervousness that I would ever get is if I'm put on a gig where I don't really know what the music's going to be like or, or what the crowd okay. is gonna be um that's probably the only nerves that i would ever get i get nervous all the time <laughs> like especially the first time that I was ever at the phillies oh man that was terrible i could see I how was so nervous <laughs> i could see how like the i'd probably like if i were in your shoes and i have that first phillies gig yeah i could definitely i'd be nervous for yeah, that but, was, but like like you know once you do it once you, you've done it oh, a million yeah. times I'm, so. I'm not nervous anymore exactly yeah, yeah. They, especially it just comes with time yeah it's like anything else i guess it's like riding a bike so um are you originally from philly mark no so i'm originally from chicago that's why i brought it up because we were talking before <laughs> asking a question you already know to introduce the audience to something yes, i like yep, it yep gotta do it gotta <laughs> do it that's why i like bullshitting before so you grew up in chicago yeah so um i spent my first 10 years in chicago um i love that city um yeah. chicago is my favorite place in the world to be uh, oh wow i'm going back next month philly number two or <laughs> well, philly's up there you know yeah, philly's definitely number two um just I think Chicago's kind of like, you know, like how some people talk about like New York's in their blood. People talk about yeah, how Philly's yeah, in their yeah. blood. Like anytime I step foot into the city limits of Chicago, there's just kind of like a joy and a relaxation that like washes over me. Yeah, I get that. I get that feeling. It's like when you're away from, you know, your hometown for so long and you step back in and you're like, all right, I'm home now. Yeah. You know, where, um, so I guess growing up in Chicago, you probably like house music over there. Like I Chicago is the birthplace of house music. I didn't learn about house music that much. Like I knew really? a few things, but I feel like I didn't really learn as much about music until I was about 10. Like is I heard your grandfather from here or there. Uh, so my grandfather is originally from Jamaica. Oh, okay. Uh, he worked extremely hard, moved the family to uh, Great Britain. Uh, my mom was born in Manchester. I have dual citizenship. Oh shit! Um, We're learning. Never would have known that. We're learning stuff here Fun today. Fact. And then uh, Cheers, when my mom was six, pip pip cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> now, when my mom was about six, Grandpa moved the family to Toronto. So their whole side of family's in Toronto. Oh. And my oh. dad is the one who's. Oh, your dad born okay. raised Chicago South Side whole. Okay. Everything. So your mom's from Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Great Britain. Toronto. Yeah, Manchester to Toronto, yeah. Damn. I would never have get like that's crazy. <laughs> I would not have expected to hear that. I don't even know I don't even have a follow up question. So fun fact <laughs> Fun fact, I'll basically give everything away today. Yeah. Um so my dad uh was the first black referee in the NHL. And no way. Yeah. <laughs> We're big hockey guys. So that's that's biggest awesome. hockey guys. Yeah. This is crazy. 
So when he was doing the NHL training, mm-hmm. uh, they went up to Toronto to do it. Okay. My mom was big in hospitality, did five-star hotels, da-da-da-da. Yeah. At this point in time, she was like in charge of a bunch of the um, suites for the Blue Jays. And so after whatever the referees were doing for the day, they're like, all right, let's go see a baseball game. So they go, and um, my mom meets my dad, and she's like, oh, that's the bus driver, because I've never (laughs) heard of a black referee in hockey. And I don't know, they hit it off, and my dad... Well, that's a good opening line on her part, even if it was like, joke. Right? (laughs) And they hit it off, and my dad would come back once a month with a dozen roses, and, uh, you know... They got together, and um, at some point, they moved to Chicago. Damn. That's an awesome story. Is he still referee? Um, so my dad doesn't referee as much anymore. He uh, had a knee injury. Oh. Um, but he was doing he was doing a lot of college for a while, so he did, like, he was doing, in the late part of his career, he was doing, like, Harvard, Yale, a lot of stuff up in Boston. Yeah. I think he did the bean pot one year, but I can't confirm. Yeah, that. that's, that's, my head. that's that's legit still. Like, there yeah. are some tough teams. You ever play hockey or skate? I he taught me how to skate. No, hockey's not my thing. No, it's the thing. What's interesting about hockey is you have to master one whole skill before you can start to master the other skill. Yeah, yeah. you got to know how to skate before you can. Yeah, shoot. You that was always a, my problem. I couldn't skate backwards, and I just wanted to shoot, so I just didn't <laughs> ever learn. I never learned how to skate backwards. I, that's I don't know what it was about skating backwards. Like I would be able to flip. Like, if I was going fast enough, mm-hmm. but, like, guiding myself around the rink, either on blades or on skates, I still couldn't do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on shooting because I'm never going to play this, like, you know, on a team level. Yeah. I always just played out front at my house with my friends. But now I actually play – I play foot hockey. I don't play roller or anything. But I play foot hockey. I've been playing 15 years probably. Ever since I moved to Philly, actually. I'd argue that it's easier to skate backwards in ice hockey than it is to well, you know, I, you strut a, backwards in floor hockey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so that's what the one thing about foot hockey is that there is no backwards. It's all you're, you're running and then you're stopping, turning. It's got to be so exhausting. It is, but I, I just I run so I think I burn like a thousand calories a game. I see it's your awesome. Instagram stories of like your Sundays at like eight a.m. Yeah, floor hockey. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm going to sign. We, I run that league, too. Do you? Yeah, so I've been running that league with well, my one buddy. He stepped away, so it's just me now. And um, we were running that league. This will be a 10-year anniversary. Damn. Yeah. I'll have to, I'm going to have to sub in one of these days. Yeah, I'll have dude. to come, we have, we're, come play. They need one guy, one more guy for Sunday league. And I was like, I don't want to get up early on a Sunday. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was trying to take some Sundays off. But I might. I don't know. They need one more guy. I was like, I would, I would only miss one Sunday, I think. Even with Eagles games, I really wouldn't miss any because the games are over by 12. So, I don't know. We'll see. I you play know. a lot of sports. What what else are you doing? So, you, I know you do the floor hockey, and I then you softball. also do you know softball. Yeah, yeah. softball is um, – if you know, do you know Joe Man? He's the bartender. He bartends at uh, – I think so. At uh, Barstool, and he does shenanigans too. Um, he had a team – um, uh, he had, he needed one more guy. I joined his team, and it's all his high school friends. So I don't know anybody <laughs> really. <laughs> I know them now, but obviously I know them now. But um, 
Oh, sorry, I just got sidetracked. Nine's calling me. Um, <laughs> so uh, I don't know any. I know them now. I've been playing with them for like three years. But I was on another team on the weekends. But I decided hockey was more important, so I played hockey on the weekends. But sometimes I would do both. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. And like, and especially like going to bed when we go to bed at like three, four in the morning, and then trying to get up at like eight to go play a sport. Painful. It is. Some some days I'm like, oh, this stinks. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> are you a, are you a late sleeper, Martin? I it's a mix. Yeah. So I try to wake up between eight and ten every day that I can. And if I go to bed super late, yeah, I'll prioritize sleep because I'm but someone to. who cannot function without it. No, I feel that. But I'm starting to try and wake up at six AM whenever I can. So it's a six AM. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to get more done and that time makes such a difference. Yeah, oh, dude, the earlier you get up, the more time you have in the day. You know yeah, but I mean? the less sleep you get as well. Yeah, oh, dude, <laughs> trust me. Like, I'm trying to remember, like, I have those moments where I wake up that I can't go back to sleep, mm-hmm. and, like, then I'm feeling the pain of, like, only getting five hours sleep all day. And I'm used to getting, like, eight to eight, eight, eight to ten, <laughs> which is terrible. <laughs> dude, I shouldn't be sleeping ten hours a day. But it's just my body just needs it sometimes because, like, our weekends, I, granted, we're, we party for we, we party as a job, which is, I'm not saying like drinking. I'm just saying like partying. Yeah. Like we're party motivators. So we're, you know, you get it. So like that takes a lot out of you because, you know, you're preparing to the gig, you're driving an hour, like sometimes far, far to get to a gig and then far back. Some people don't think that part of the job, but that's tiring, especially a wedding, like doing weddings. Like the other day, I had the last two weekends ago, I had a wedding with Mike Lowry. Bro, we, we had to set up. We had to. It, the wedding was at two. I had to get there at twelve. The recept. The ceremony was at two. I think. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I had to get there, say at two, and then the ceremony was in one part of this garden, right? And then hundred yards past that was the cocktail. Another seventy-five yards was you had to go down steps oh, to man. the thing. So thankfully, I can get my car to the reception area. But the the first two, I had to load in. Mike was late. I had to, I thankfully had the reception and um, reception equipment and the cocktail equipment. He had the other equipment for the other part. So I had to set all this up and walk like 200 yards back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, setting up for these events. Good God. Dude, it was terrible. And a lot of people think, oh, your job's easy. Whatever. I'm like, is it? (laughs) Is it easy? No one thinks about that part. No one thinks about the private events where you're carrying equipment. And and like I had these big 15-inch EV speakers like from 12 years ago. They're heavy. They're wood cabinets. Like this shit is so heavy. It's terrible. (laughs) This this past weekend – Thursday, I was at Noto. Friday, oh, nice. Were you headlining or? I was uh, direct support. Okay. And then Saturday, f- Friday. Friday, I have to drive up to Worcester, Massachusetts to play. Uh, it was an incredible show. It was 3,000 people sold out. It was awesome. Was that like an opening thing? or uh, That was, I played 12, I played at midnight. Okay. It's uh, the way they set it up. It's kind of like multiple headliners. But I was the I was the last one to go on before the closer, um, so that I left at nine a.m. <laughs> drove to one of the partners of the event, had to help bring something up, drive up there, then we're there all day long. Uh, leave at one a.m. I was passing out on the highway, so I pulled over for like an hour, 
then power to you for doing that. Then yeah. it's like a, you need to if you're tired. There's yeah, I've done that plenty of times, dude. Pull over into like a rest stop, and dip out, and then I got pulled over once leaving. The guy thought he's like, uh, "Why are your eyes all red?" I'm like, "Because I just woke up." <laughs> he's like, "You're not drunk or high." I was like, "Sir, I was working at Dusk in Atlantic City last night. Um, I have to drive home to do some family stuff, and I was supposed to come home last night, so I drove home." And I pulled over at the rest stop because I couldn't make it. And I went to sleep. He let me go, but he was giving me a hard time. He's like, why are your eyes bloodshot? I'm like, I told you. I just woke up. <laughs> I was like, but I need to get home. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't speeding or anything. You're like, officer, I'm not doing anything wrong. Can you let me go? <laughs> yeah, for once, sleeping. Like a crime? Yeah. No, so I wonder if that is a crime, though, sleeping in your car. I had a, uh, that day, the officer... Um, oh, you got pulled over too? No, so I was pulled... <laughs> what a, I didn't go to a rest stop. I was pulled on the side of the road. Oh, yeah, you should definitely... <laughs> yeah, shouldn't be doing that. The yeah. officer's like, hey, can't be doing this. And I was like, all right, I'll finish my drive now. <laughs> yeah. So I got home at uh, 8 a.m. I slept three to four hours, and then I had a wedding in Delaware. Oh. And so oh. then I had the wedding in Delaware. After the wedding, um, I'm carrying the first round of things to my car. My car won't start. And Brutal. I can't open. I have a newer car. I can't open the trunk if the electricity's not working. And I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm over this weekend. <laughs> Damn. So, uh, so you after the event, your car wouldn't start. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it wasn't on the way there. No, That's it was what, after the wedding. Talk about sweating. I would have been like drenched. Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, you got to Uber to that event. You got to make it. Oh my God! You gotta get like XL if you gotta bring equipment uh, too. Can you imagine oh, what that would be if you had to go from Philly to Delaware? I worry about that all the time. Whether you're driving, like if I have a wedding, I let's say ceremony starts at five o'clock. Yeah, you know I like to plan to be there at like three o'clock. You like you on the day of an event, you never know what could go wrong you never know if you could get a flat tire you don't know if there's going to be an accident you don't know if there's going to be traffic and like for how much the client's paying you to you know be there and do the event you know you owe it to them to make sure that you get there on time and that you're ready for the event so yeah i always i, I always try to leave and get there as early as possible just yeah i, I make there, sure i don't I've have any getting issues to weddings two hours before i have yep. to, before the wedding starts just because that gives me i i also i calculate in how far it is. Yep. That's the only the only event I could say that my time management is on point just because <laughs> they're paying me a shit ton of money. So I'm like, all right, well. For a gig like that for a wedding, it's nice just to get there. Even let's say I get all my stuff set up and I still have an hour till ceremony. At least I'm there. Like yeah. I'm set up. I can then relax for that hour. It's better to be there early in that hour than get there and be rushed because that's when you, know, you start to sweat. When yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, I got to go set up this ceremony and wireless mic for you know the ceremony and then i need that cocktail speaker going and then oh i'm only going to have an hour to set up my main setup and am i going to have enough time and i do a lot of weddings by myself too so god bless you, i dude. just you know just get there early no thanks i i can't i just physically don't want that stress of doing it myself i just I feel don't you. I, I will say this martin he gave me this perfect script, script to open weddings bro I literally keep the script every time, and I just change the people's names and change the where I sauce. am. Bro, it has changed my MC skills at weddings. When you have a script for, so I mean, this can just this is not even just wedding related, but what I do when I do weddings is I write out everything I'm going to say on my iPad. 
So I literally can't mess up. Like if you have everything in front of you presented with exactly how you're going to say it on the microphone and you're reading off a script, you'll never mess up. And that comes with announcements as well. Like if, if on the fly, the maitre d' comes up and she's like, hey, um, can you make an announcement that the guests can take the centerpieces home with them or the shuttle bus is ready or anything like that? Like some, some people I'm seeing, they'll like maybe get stuck up on like words to say next or like, you know, how to, if you just write everything down on your phone, you'll never mess up. So that script that I sent you for weddings, I rarely ever change it. I just replace the venue name, you know, parents' names, bridal party Dude, and it, good it rocks go. like i added a little bit of my own flavor to it <laughs> as so, you should yeah you know? i like to get the crowd involved when i'm talking and last time when i was doing it with mike uh that half the crowd knew mike already so i was like you know i'm eric i'll be your mc and one of your djs this evening this is M- behind me this is mike he'll be your other dj this evening the place went nuts right so i was like all right i'm gonna use this energy so i skipped a couple lines and i was like i was like Wow, I was like, "That's that's good, that's good." Let's 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 try to let's let those guys hear you out back. You know what I mean? And they went even louder. I was wow. like, "All right, I want you to bring that same intensity." When I mentioned these couple names, and then I went right into it. Exactly. And Beautiful. it turned into like a party, and I was like, "This is great!" And every time I've ever used it, bro, I'm telling you, it's like gold. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Dude, I need you to send that. Yeah, I'll, I can give it to you. Yeah, dude, it changed, it have... changed the way I MC weddings in the beginning. It takes all the stress out of it, man. I write all the shit out exactly beforehand. Before I even walk in the building, it's already written, and it's like I don't have to worry about it. Same anymore. here. My yeah, prep, I mean, my prep for it is, you know, let's say I have a wedding on Friday. You know, I have a wedding call with final review with the client on Monday, and then as soon as I get all that information, I'll write the script, and then, you know, it's on the iPad. It's good to go, and right. you know, I'll probably look over that script. Maybe I'll read it over three or four times during that week just to make sure. Okay, those are the parent names. That is all the bridal party. Do I have all my uh, songs lined up in Serato with cue points where I want them? Like, there's a lot that goes into DJing a wedding. You know, people think, oh, all you're doing is getting up there and pressing play, but now it's a lot more than that. It's a lot more than that. <laughs> uh, how long you been doing weddings, Mark? Uh, I've been doing weddings. I would say three years. You three like years. it? I love them. Yeah, probably same here. About three. Three to five years with me for the weddings. Yeah, I'm probably about the same too as well. And I, I, I started doing them late in my career just because I never wanted to do them. <clears throat> but now when I tell people, nah, I was like, I don't really want to. We'll give you this amount. And then I started getting that. Like, we'll pay you whatever you want. And I was like, all right. Like, oh, okay. I can all right. Because <laughs> a lot of my weddings that I've ever done have been come from brides being at the club where I'm at. Oh, wow. Right. And they were like, oh, dude, I love the way you play. I want you to play this exactly like how you would do my wedding. Like, I want you to play exactly the same. I'm like, all right, no problem. Remember, Those are the best ones, dude. And it's—I've only had referrals after that. I've never booked like a wedding like where I didn't know the client from somebody else, or it wasn't a referral from somebody else, which is awesome. I love that. And like, uh, shout out to Smooth. Smooth will have people refer me like that. I've done weddings from him. Yeah, you know I mean, and then or MC, I emceed for him too. So like, people will request me as an MC, which is dope. Yeah, you know I mean, I. Because, like, to be honest, just being the MC is great. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It takes a lot of stress. Yep. Because I've had those crowds, man, where it's like you just can't move them. They just won't move. They'll dance to Motown, and they'll sit down if you're not playing it. Or, you know what I mean? You're in your uptown funk, you know, top 40 bag. You know, you got, like, the you know, the late 20s, early 30s people dancing, but the old people won't dance. It's like, bro. It's tough to navigate. It's yeah. not easy. Like, no. 
as a standard, I always do oldies in the beginning to give Same. the older crowd a chance to dance because, you know, a lot of weddings end late, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. You know, your gr- grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, you know, they're not all staying all the way till the end. So I try to hit oldies early. Um, but like you were saying, like, I've had some bad weddings. And that's not because I played bad. It's just because yeah. it's, you know, a 70-person wedding, 60-person wedding. They're just not dancers. You just yeah, you just terrible. have to you just have to smile up there. Why are you going to a wedding and... if you're not going to dance? <laughs> like, what are you going for? The free food? The Drinking. food's not that good. Drinking. <laughs> open, bar, open bar. Yeah. <laughs> so let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, have you been back to, have you, like, been uh, back to like Manchester and those kind of places. Have you been over there? I've never been to the UK, which is unfortunate. So how do you have dual citizenship? Uh, because my mom was born there. It's a, some people have that. I, do you know anyone that's like Italian no. and just no. Frank Italian? Nitty? Uh, besides Frank Nitty. <laughs> Frank's time. <laughs> but I don't know if anybody has dual citizenship. So that comes when you get born here because your mom has it. Yeah, I, so I have two passports. Um, I think just because... Like some people, I know, I know someone who's Irish that their parent was born there, and so they're eligible. And so you can, I think, you can apply when you're born. You could probably apply later as well. But my my mom made sure that I have both. That's smart. Damn. So you have any plans to go back? Maybe DJ there. I'm the goal. I have a goal to go there potentially in January, and then I'm next year. Uh, I haven't done as much. I've traveled all over the U.S., but yeah. I haven't done a lot of quote-unquote worldly travel yeah so my biggest goal is next year i'm gonna take three weeks and go to europe that's dope you like do like a scavenger thing i like to go all over the place yeah i've been keeping track of what weeks during the summer i feel like aren't worth being being around yeah good luck (laughs) or they're like or they're just like or they're just like okay and it's like july is a kind of dead month yeah so july kind of dies out for a couple weeks and then august it picks back up Exactly. So or actually, no. It could be uh, depending on what field you're in. It could be a little bit different. Like uh, I know down the shore, they call it Teachers Month because they're off all of July. So a lot of like school industry people yeah. will be down the shore. And then they used to have um, it was like a whole thing where they would call it Teachers Week because it'd be like the first weekend where the teachers are like off. So they're like invading everywhere. Wow. Yeah, and it'll be like mobbed all the time. I don't know if that's still a thing. Teachers but, can party, man. Oh, I'll tell you. Yeah. They, I mean, they're with they're working with kids all week, and as soon as that like Friday night hits, they get rowdy. Yeah. yeah the like, thing well, about I mean, it is, is they'll party all weekend. I mean, even like birds games, like you know, like a Sunday night game, like they're still out drinking, and then they're there in the morning, you know, Bro. with those kids <laughs> at like seven a.m. I know Monday nurses morning. that do that. Like what? You're taking you're you're in charge of someone's life. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> like I, I don't understand that. At least a teacher can put on a movie on Monday. Morning. Yeah, yeah, the definitely. Nurse, I feel nurse, like nurse died putting it on a movie. Me. Yeah, that's so scary. Me. Like thinking about that. You're in healthcare. Like, should you be drinking this much? You know that. You know the side effects. It's like when you see a nurse or a doctor smoking. It's like bruh. You're telling me not to do I that, know. but you're doing it. Yeah, so it's a it's the it's the biggest catch twenty two ever. Right, so it's like when you go to a hospital, whether you're going to visit somebody or whatever, there is nurses and doctors smoking cigarettes, and they're telling us not to do it, and they've been told not to do it. Insane. And the smoke breaks people get is that that like so I used to work at a, a desk job, and then we would give smokers every I want to say it was uh 
It was something weird. It was like five to ten minutes every two hours to go smoke a cigarette. I'm like, can I take that ten minutes too? I'm not going to smoke a cigarette. I'm just going to go walk around. Just have like a pack of candy cigarettes that you have yeah. just to give yourself an extra ten to fifteen minute breather every <laughs> yeah. day. Like, like, what's up with that? I'm going to go out and have a smoke. It's my fault. The candy it's, cigarette, you're just like chewing on it. It's my fault that they're. I used to love those, and they would puff smoke too. If you if you got not them right the out of the I box, when <laughs> when you had them right out of the box, the bottom was so full of that candy powder. If you went. It, Dude, would, the, it would push air it pushed the smoke out of them is it just me or those things were never a straight cylinder they were always like <laughs> they were crooked like, yeah, yeah. or bent like they never never they, never, ne- they never. never had like all you could never find one that had like the red tip on it completely it was yeah. just like like just barely died on there oh my god we were the they coolest. still make those things they have to we, that's a, probably we thought a five we were, below purchase we thought we were the coolest kids riding around in our electric razor choppers and scooters and you had an electric chopper I didn't, but kids. Oh, I was gonna say I that's had, a dope thing. I had around. I had the scooter. Uh, some of the kids, like neighborhood over that, I, I could drive my razor scooter over there. Um, but they had it was like a chopper. It was just like a. I'll never forget this. Uh, we were living in Port Richmond. I was. It was probably. This is. This is old. Uh, this is like 1988, 89, maybe. My I was six, seven years old, and my brother got a Power Wheels dirt bike. Ooh. And it was super sick, right? Like, but my dad would hang it up so we couldn't ride it when he wasn't around. And we tried to get that thing down. It was on top of like the freezer chest, and we were like standing on top of it and stuff. <laughs> and then we get it down, and he took the battery out. <laughs> we could, we, so he's like, "These kids are smart. Like, they're gonna figure it out." And there was no battery in it. I was so pissed. I just wanted to take it for a ride. You know, what I mean, my brother got all the cool stuff, and I got you know, I got the hand me down stuff. So I was the, I was the youngest, so I got whatever he was done playing with. I would get a couple of the cool things, but he had all the cool stuff before. He got to see Michael Jackson, the, uh, the Jackson 5 reunion tour. Wow. Yeah, he still has the, the book from it. Amazing, dude. Like, looking through that, I was too young. I was probably like three. Uh, we're two years apart. So I was probably like three or four. He was, you know, five or six. My mom took him. And I was like, I would have loved to have seen that. Because I had tickets to see This Is It. And then, obviously, he passed away. That's two people I was supposed to see, and they passed away. I should stop going to concerts just for the lead singer standpoint. (laughs) (laughs) I should stop going. Oh, shit. Damn. Uh, So are you the only child, Mark? Uh, No, so I have a little brother. Oh, you have a little brother? Mm -hmm. Was he into music too? Uh, So he is nonverbal and has autism. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does he have – so I know some people with autism – or excel in certain things mm. is he like a good drawler or he's a really smart kid but um i wouldn't say there's any standout interests okay maybe not yet yeah how, yeah. how old is he uh he is 21 right now okay okay mm. yeah sometimes you never know they might pick up something later you know i mean we excel mm. at like who cares maybe even a video game i stink at video games i'm terrible actually yeah are we I'm, gonna start playing video games soon? i know can I'm, we go play pga or something yeah Do you play games at all yeah uh, i have a ps5 um we've talked about that i know you had that yeah that was the greatest purchase in my life <laughs> that thing even, looks what like pl- a, what do you play I don't even play that much. I just okay. like having it. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge gamer. So when I saw that smooth the smooth meetup that we had, mm-hmm. that, that thing looks like a tower for a gateway. It's like ridiculous. It's, it's why is it so big? It's a huge modem. That's what it looks like, it, dude. It's the terrible. PS5s, yeah. It's terrible. Like they couldn't make that smaller. Like is it the, that powerful? With the way the technology is nowadays, you'd think it'd be smaller, but it's yeah. not. But so me, you were were you there when yeah. me and Nate were running it in NHL? No one could stop us. No, we. Then I had to run home. 
But we lost the game that you left. Che- oh, you lost? Cheese fries jumped. We were losing when you had to leave, so oh, che- I cheese got- fries jumped in and we couldn't pull out the W. Damn. Yeah, See? It is what it is. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, we're we're big we're big we're big I'm a big sports gamer. Um I would like over the pandemic, me and Eddie nine for the people that don't know his real name is Eddie. Um, if you've been listening this long and you don't know who Nine is. Yeah, yeah. Well I was I call him Eddie. You don't know Eddie. I call him Eddie when I'm <laughs> talking to him, but we're talking about him. People are like, Who who you talk who? <laughs> who who? Um during the pandemic we would play NHL threes for hours. That's like awesome. during the like there's nothing else to do, obviously. So we would look up at the clock like, oh damn, it's time to eat dinner. Like if we did, like, one more, one more, yeah, one, yeah, one more. Yeah, yeah, that's what it would be. be. Like one more, like six games later. Oh, we're on, I got, a, we're I on a winning now. streak. We I can't got, lose. I now. gotta eat now. I gotta then, eat. Then you lose a game, and you're like, we can't end on a loss. On, and then I have a bathroom downstairs, right, right near the TV. I'd be playing and like trying to get like like yo, yeah, hold it, hold this break, hold this break, hold this break. I'm gonna take a pee real quick because I had the bathroom right here. You would have to like run like upstairs and stuff. But I was like, it was fun, man. I I love sports games. I'm a big sports gamer. So I want to ask, the first time I met you, I believe, was Bally's Beach Bar in Atlantic City. Yep. Um, I'll ask Martin, do you remember when we first met? And then can you remember the first time that you and Tonka first met? I remember the first day we met. I know when I lent you the S9 so you could go to Chicago, was that close to one of the first couple times that we had talked in person? I would say that's closer to us talking in person and having a real conversation. Yeah, because I know we've we've probably messaged on Instagram prior to that date, mm-hmm. um, but that may might have only been like the second or third time that we saw each other in person when I came to go see you over at Barstool. Um, so that was the first time that I, you know, met you and talked to you. But when was the first time that you guys had your first interaction? I want to say it was JJ Bootleggers. Yeah, Joey Katz definitely. introduced us, and I like yes. to hop on. Yeah, yeah. He played, I he played, I like, he's like, yo, 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 let him play. I'm like, he doesn't know my computer. He's like, just let him play. And I was like, <laughs> I'll take a break, sure. <laughs> so I let him, I'll let you play like two or three records, four records. I know it's hard to navigate other people's libraries, and I am not organized. I'm organized for me. Like I know where stuff is, but even I feel with bad. like, um, <clears throat> even with you know so much music knowledge to where like you know what's gonna work, and like you'll look it up, and like even if they have it, like. Still, it's tough to navigate like cue points and like. Remember the know. night we were going back to back at Wicked Wolf, and I was using I think Smooth's computer, and you were using your own, and I was making cue points on his stuff because like he didn't have them. Yeah, like was he wasn't playing the songs that I was trying to like do because we were trying to do like fun stuff. We were trying to, like all right, keep it Motown. All right, do this. And we were like there was like a game that actually be a really good thing for that meetup we were talking about. We should have like a game like make make. I love the back-to-back sets. Yeah, so I, a back-to-back had, set, but it's, you got to stay in the same genre. I think that's what we were doing. Genres. Well, I mean, that's every kind of back-to-back set. Like you, you could be at 128 beats per minute, and then you know, but the, the other DJ is, puts right, a transition so, track to 100, and right. now you're you know, so you're no longer this, right? dance music, you're hip hop. Say we put like a, a deck of cards out, right, and then we write on them. This is the genre. You don't know what genre you're going into. You literally pull one, and then you, you're 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 Back to back partner pulls one. You got to like put them together somehow. Yeah, you should cool. randomize I, partners too. I think that would be more fun. Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so we could do a dual set. So actually, we, the person. So like, uh, the, okay, I'm creating a game right here. Fifty one minutes in, it's all going to talk. We're going to create a DJ game. We're all going to come into it together. And we're going to put it out on Amazon. So you literally have a card, and you would write the DJ name who put who submitted it, and then the genre. 
and then so you pick it you pick the you pick the random card and if you pick Tonka Michael Jackson right you were you're automatically teamed up with me and now our genre is Michael Jackson that's awesome I actually like this idea I'd be cool with that <laughs> like so and then you have to play like it's just like a so every, 30 minute set or something like that well, no, like, back so if there's a bunch of us that's going back to forth it would probably be like a 10 15 minute set and like quick mixing you're not playing you know two and a half minutes of a yeah. record i think that'd be dope like so if you have you have 10 djs that could be five six sets that you could hear or you make a video bombs. out of it yeah make an hour video you know four groups 15 minutes each you everybody picks a card or an artist or something right and then you but every dj has to put their name and the genre or artist that they want to stay with and the person picking it that's who you're teamed yeah, so up two, with two separate decks one for the names of the DJs, and then two would be everyone would draw a name on the card, and then it's random who gets picked. So you'd have a DJ, and well, then okay, a, I was a gonna card. say so. If there's ten people in a room, five people for the first round would be the pickers, five people would be the choosers of the thing, and that's who you'd be teamed up you need with. To copyright this right now. I know this is a good idea. Oh man, we gotta think do- of a clever name by the end of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, DJ Uno keep, or something. Keep it, keep, <laughs> we can't we can't end the podcast till we think of a clever name for it. Okay, that, right, I like that. I like be, that. It'll be the last thing that we say before we send it off. <laughs> okay, but thank you okay. for tuning in to the Talking with Tonka podcast. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> Here's yeah, the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're 53 minutes in, if you're still with us, make sure you're uh, liking and subscribing. Uh, my my ratings have been going up, which is nice. I have a 4.7 on Spotify. I don't know why there's not five stars on there. I don't know who the who the people. Yeah, Smooth is going on there hitting three, two. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see if I uh, reviewed it or not. Yeah, so I I'm, feel on, like I did, I'm on a lot of platforms now, guys. I've expanded. Where are you at? I'm on iHeart now. Which oh, has wow. been really actually a really good hitter. I've been getting a lot of hits on iHeart, which is nice. Um, I'm on Apple Music. Uh, I'm, uh, Apple I've been on Apple Podcasts already. I'm Spotify and Prime Apple uh, Amazon Prime Music too. Wow. And there's a bunch more, but I was like, do people use those outlets? Yeah, there's. I think there's like a program that you post it to once, and then it. Yeah, Podomatic. I yeah. use Podomatic, and it just. But there was like a hiccup in the algorithm or something when it was going to apple and it wasn't doing it so i do apple separate because it was <clears throat> sorry excuse me uh that was a weird asmr thing if you're in the coughing um so i <laughs> uh, would i would i would log into my analytics and it was setting up a whole different channel oh that's interesting so all my followers weren't seeing my episodes so i had to like reload them all and like i just deleted that one i was like i'm just gonna do it myself because it's not hard. Like, I literally just copy and paste. It's oh, not man. too hard. It's got to upload. The way they process audio is different. But are you a big podcast listener? Uh, yeah. I have, um, I'd say, five that I listen to regularly. Is Talking with Tonka one of Talking with Tonka is one of them. Yeah. Hi, what are some of your other ones? Um, I listen to the Get Down podcast religiously. Yep. I got to uh, listen to that one. I got to listen to that one. I haven't listened with to cream, it. Yeah, right? with Cream. Yeah, with Cream. There's who's, this. who's the other guy that's on that podcast? I'm uh, not familiar with him. But. Gary W. Gary W. Okay. I see his videos all the time, but I, I just know Kareem. I'm, I'm not familiar with the other guy. So. Okay. Um, I listen to The Cheat Code. It's like a, um, it's like a, um, a music business um, information okay. podcast. Okay. I'm struggling. Um, I listen to uh, DJ Conflict's podcast, uh, My Favorite DJ. He's awesome. Just started that. I listened to his uh, Drew and Fuse show. You familiar with them at all? Mm. 
They have a great DJ podcast. Is it the Drew- one on DMS? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Drew and Fuchsia. Conflict was on there. And like his Club Killers uh, sets are awesome. Like, we gotta, we gotta send him. Uh, we gotta spam him. Get talking with Tonka. Yeah, conflict's time. awesome. <laughs> I didn't know he had his own podcast though. Yeah, I didn't he know conflict had his own. Does is it audio? Is it like audio or is it a mix? Uh, audio. It's, it's audio. Like okay. Talking. Um, and then the last one I've been really listening to a lot is uh, Strike Force Five. Um, all the major talk show hosts got in together, and they're running this podcast where all of them are talking every day, and. Um, they're putting all the proceeds to their staff that was um, not getting any work during the pandemic. Not pandemic. Oh. What's going the on? The writer strike? strike. Thank you. Nice. I just found out about that on uh, Monday night. I didn't know about that. Uh, cause the writer of, strike? That yeah. 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 I'm, I'm an idiot. It's been going apparently. on for a little while now. So it's, it's, it's putting a halt on all Disney Plus stuff like Marvel, Star Wars stuff. It's all getting pushed back because of this writer strike. I didn't know that. At least we have Ahsoka. Yeah, how are you guys watching that? <laughs> That's on my to-do list. Okay. I've heard it's incredible. Yeah, we're me and Grizel watch it faithfully every like we didn't watch it purposely last night because I originally have softball on on, thir- on Wednesdays, but mm-hmm. it was canceled because the other team forfeited. So we're probably gonna go to um, to Cuddy's for Nuggets Bingo. Uh, but we have plans for me to pick up wings on the way home. And then we'll watch Soka together. That's yeah. we, that's like our weekly thing. We, we watch show, like our shows that come out and stuff. And Wing Night, obviously, because Wings are great. You, you've been to Cuddy's for Wings, have you? Is that the place that we went to once? Yeah, um, right around the corner. Here? Yeah, yeah, great Wings. You a big Wing me, guy? Me, you, wings. Smooth, yeah. and Grizz. I think. Yeah. Right? Yep. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Was that was it after yeah, your it podcast good. we went? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, they, Kurt, Kurt was there as well. Oh, yeah. Kurt and I don't think Smooth was there. I think it was just me, you, Kurt, and Grizz. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt's a, Kurt's, Kurt's a, he, he's into co-hosting sometimes, and then sometimes he's like, nah, I'm okay. I don't really feel like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like it. Like, he's big time now. Like, he's a big time. He got, he got, a, he got no one said no on the pocket. I would always say, like, you're like this far in the episode, make sure you put no in the comments on Instagram. No one said no. They always want him to come back. So, he's a riot. Yeah, he's a busy guy. I'm repping Kurt today. I'm also, yeah, I'm also that. repping Martin on here, too. That's hey, the top date on there. That was fun night. Yeah, I wish I played house music. I could play that party. <laughs> I don't play a lot of house music. I begin, you know what I begin into? I've been talked about it on a couple episodes. New disco, yeah, dude. Yeah, you got to yeah. listen to the Freezy podcast yeah. if you want to know about Tonka's new love for new disco. I, and I, I knew about it obviously, but I never got into it. And so when I played the Dovo, I was like, "Yo, I got to be different." Like everybody's playing like chill tech house stuff and yeah. stuff. I was like, "I'm gonna be different. I'm playing some groovy shit because I like to dance." So I was like, "I'm playing some groovy new disco stuff." So I got like went on. Like you know, outlets to get music, and I was like, "Yo, this is dope! Like, this is dope stuff." And it's new, coming back around, which is nice. New disco is pretty safe for mm-hmm. op- any gig, whether you're open right. format or, or anywhere. It's and I've I been like using it. it in my opening sets too. So I've been like trying to like change up my opening sets because like I don't want to. I especially the places we all play the same places, right? So but you're playing those same place all the time. Yeah, be like, oh, I heard this record. Tonga played this record. Tonga played this record before. I'm trying to sound different now when I go yeah. in. <clears throat> so having those arsenals of those new disco records, it's like it's dope. But I, I always I only download recognizable shit. I'm not going to download like an independent artist with no song like no, no relatable yeah. Yeah. content. Are it's you guys a- are you guys stepping out on limbs like that? I've uh, 
I'm actually looking at something similar. I, I don't know if they're the same, but uh, Disco House, is that the same as New Disco, or it's a little different? <sighs> I feel like New Disco's like pretty loungy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's got like a more of... I don't see. I don't know because I, I could see mine being like a new disco, like a disco house kind of thing. I don't know. There's so many different words for. Things. I know. I'm so uneducated with music genres. When you know, people will be like, "Oh, this isn't tech house. This is bass house." It's like, shut up. Like, you know, you you know who would know that? Jimmy, Jimmy Six. Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. would know that. He was. He you was get, like, you could text Jimmy. What's the difference between new disco and disco house? And so we'll break it down. Yo, him. so Jimmy was like, "Yo, bro, I've been in the Moroccan bass house." I'm like, what's that now? <laughs> <laughs> he was telling us about it at Smooth House. You remember? He was like, some kind of Moroccan tribal house or something. I was like, where are you playing that, dog? <laughs> like, what are you even? I didn't even know that was a genre of music. He's getting ready for that. Um, what's it called? Oh, wow. The word. The word. Um, he's getting ready for the. I can't even help you. I don't even know. I don't even know. You're grasping, it, bro. Oh, I don't man. know. You'll get it. Come on. Wow. You know, this is this is great. <laughs> no, uh, he's getting he's getting ready for is there the a festival um, or something. No, um, it's the thing the, where is they the bounce house. Thing? Fred again did it. Um, boiler room. Boiler room. Thank oh, you. Oh, <laughs> we got there. We got room. there. Hey, we we that's that's one thing about the DJ culture. We'll help you get there. We can you know we can help you. We are, everybody helps each other. But boiler room sets are dope. They're awesome. They are so cool. I'd be afraid someone would spill something on my equipment though. I feel like nah, they definitely have insurance in for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those sets what? are always crazy because those those crowds are ready to dance. Yeah, like they, you don't really have to. I'm not going to say you don't really have to like try much. I mean, you have to play good music, but like every boiler room set I see is just people going bananas, dude. Like, as long as you're playing good shit, you yeah, know, it's going to pop off. I think yeah. they're special because you really get to showcase you within it. It's right. Not, I think those are more about like what the dj wants to play and you know like making it something special rather than like you know a boiler set with you would be awesome just because when you dj you're very into it yeah Um, your energy level yes that's great one thing i I, too much it's great i commend you for (laughs) is that when you're up there you always look like you're having a good time um you know every single time i see you in the booth you've never seemed down you may be tired but you never show it um, right. on all of your content videos yeah. with, you know, mashups like or anything it. you do, you know, you're, you're, you're in the moment, you're active, you're in there, you know, it, it's not, you're not just letting the music act for itself. You're up there having a good time while you're doing it as well. Yeah. So that's, that's I gotta, what I really I gotta, like about your social media game. Yeah. Um, you're is so, that you're killing it, man. I could tell, I'm definitely jealous. Um, like the way, the way you set up your social media, it's it's good it's great man you're you're on to good stuff and I, I can't wait to see where you, where you go from here it's like you, you're not only showcasing your music ability but in your videos you're also showing who you are so yeah you know let's say like for instance like my instagram right now yeah i have some mashups or transition videos but they don't know who i am as a person they would know me as a dj and the stuff that i do Whereas with your content, you can see how you are as a DJ and like how you are as a person and your personality because you're doing these voiceovers and you know you're showing you're going out to show support for your friends and like why wouldn't you want to book that guy you know yeah. like there's incentives to that like you know you keep posting those videos and they blow up someone that owns a bar or does bookings for a place is going to be like hey let me get this guy at my place you know like, yeah 
we'd love to have you. So that's your social media game. That's what yeah, I commend sure. you for. I, I slack a little bit on the social media game, and I think it's on all aspects. Like that's why I've been putting a lot of energy in, into the podcast one because when I started mine, I just post my life stuff. Like, and I you know dribble in the DJ stuff too. Yeah. So like, I don't have a page where I'm just like all DJ all the time. Like, so. That's what I'm gonna try. That's why I'm trying to do with talking with talking now, and it's actually working. Like I'm getting a lot of like organic grow- growth because of the reels I'm doing and like posting once a week, this that thing, and then engaging things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like polls and blah 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 blah. So I commend you, man. You show everything about your life plus your DJ stuff. It's good. You're doing. You're on the right track for sure. Did you? Is anybody motivating you to do that? Like anybody you've seen? Um. <clears throat> Like what's what what made you want to do that? Are you just I'm I'm weird because people ask me like who inspires you in this way and that way. And when it comes to content, I kind of just do it. Okay. And just try and figure it out. Uh, I do see some people do something sometimes. I'm like, "Oh, that's a great idea, but there's there's never been like a specific person that's like made me like Wow, I need to do this like this. Right. I need to do this like like the weekend recap, that was an original idea to a certain degree. Like there's definitely other people I've done recaps, but or, you know, just blog vlogged. That's such yeah. a hard word to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've <laughs> tried vlog- that. It's hard. Vlog, or vlogged it's hard. in general. But I just thought, you know what, let me a DJ plays on the weekends, let's do weekends. And now it's kind of my whole week, but I'm not gonna change the name, you know. No. We're, we're at thirty eight or thirty nine, so Damn. Oh, yeah. well, this is this is episode thirty, and it's talking with talking. It's helpful because you know uh, what week of the year it is as of until yeah. we finish this year. <laughs> that's gonna be dope. Uh, week week three hundred million six hundred. That's I, actually you should just keep it going. Yeah. Like just keep it going. Don't don't stop and restart it. Just keep it going. Keep it going. I would love that to see episode three hundred and sixty-five. And it's not just days. This is weeks I'm talking about. <laughs> episode episode four hundred and seventy-two. I'm getting married. Someone else is taking the videos because my wife would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but back to being like showing you're tired of gigs i have the hardest time with that mm. and she's 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 in the other room doing work right now but my backbone grizel man she's like here here celsius drink it like you're looking <laughs> tired here's some water like wake up like no 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 like she's on me all the time it's tough because like i know you you like to double dip even sometimes yeah. triple dip days for yep. gigs and saturday i would double you know you could have a gig at noon four and then nine o'clock there's no time for you to relax during that i mean you're pretty much djing for 12 hours um and you know you got to be in that moment like if you know you can one the music speaks for itself if you're you know playing high energy stuff in a club but like if you're just sitting there and like your eyes are half closed and they're gonna be like this dj sleeping you yeah know? like it's, you show, it's tough show man. some emotion you know it's tough it's tough especially like with our lifestyles man especially like I stopped doing doubles after a Phillies game. I just can't do it. Like I'm there for like eight. It could be eight hours. Wow. That's so like I'm there time. a long time, and that's a lot of sitting around. And what do you happens when you sit around? You just get tired. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm playing during the game, but there's a baseball is innings can be really long. At the same time too, DJing, <laughs> you're standing on your feet for four or five hours. It's you're not you're not sitting. Like you know? Saturday, I'm doing the beer fest thing, the beer and wine festival. So this is Bank Park, so I have to be there eleven to. I'm doing 11 to 6. I have someone doing my last two hours because I have an event at Stateside. So 
I'll be DJing for seven hours and then I'll get an hour break and then have to go to my other gig, which is three and a half hours. So it's a good money day, but I'm going to be like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I think I heard about this statistic from the Get Down podcast. Okay. Apparently there was a study and they like wired like a guy up and watched the brain activity for a two hour set. And it was the same amount of brain activity as a full SAT. What? Yeah. yeah so, you Damn. know, that means when we're up there thinking, all right, uh, I'm going to play this in three songs. Oh, look at this group. I think they would like this. Let me actually switch to a different way. Yeah. Uh, let me do the da 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 da. All that is two SATs if you're doing a four hour yeah. set. Damn. I never thought about it like that. I, I got to check out this podcast. I love sharing that because I feel like it makes people think, oh, maybe there's more to DJing. Yeah, it's not just <laughs> yeah. pressing buttons up there. Yeah, some people, I think that's all we do is hit play, man. The it one, bothers uh, me so much. The one like reference that I thought resonated well with me was saying that uh, you know DJing in a busy nightclub is like playing Tetris on level 10. It's like, you know, you have to be in and out of songs so very quickly. You have people coming up to the booth it's like you're you really never get a break um you know it's always like it's just one thing after another i mean you're responsible for that music playing in that venue or bar or club or whatever space for like four or five hours everything that plays over those speakers you're responsible for and that's a big responsibility um so yeah we're not just sitting up there pressing buttons right there's, <laughs> yeah. there's more that yeah. goes into there's it. there's a lot and apparently it's more it's more than taking an sat so suck on that <laughs> so martin one thing that i wanted to talk about um that at least i know but the audience may not know is uh can you talk a little bit about the artists that you work with and dj with um, I even know that about you that. go to uh, i'll say tour but sh do shows with yeah uh, so I DJ for this artist, NXG. He's a rapper out of Philly. Um, he's worked with uh, the producer collective, Working on Dying, a pretty large amount. Working on Dying has done a lot of Uzi's records, done a couple Drake records, and everyone in between. Um, and working with NXG has been one of the greatest pleasures I've had um, being able to DJ. Uh, we recently just did a small leg of a tour for this artist, Dom Corleo. It was Philly, and then he did Brooklyn, and then we did Jersey. Um, we went to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas the last two years together and had the opportunity to some really great shows. And That's dope. Yeah, it's, working with him is great. He's a great person and just a phenomenal person to collaborate with. That's so are you, are you doing any production Um for his stuff as well, or just uh, the DJing aspect? Uh, for him, it's mostly been DJing. Uh, I send him some production on occasion. Nothing that's you know made it all the way yet, but you know working on it. Yeah, I mean, you say for all the music that you produce for your you know week recaps or weekend rundowns, you know, you're now I know that you're producing those. Um, so one, I'm going to be listening to those more closely now, um, and two, with you getting into the production stuff, you know, you're you're in the driver's seat for, you know, being able to send, you know, him some beats or work with him um, and, you know, start getting some of your own production out there. Yeah. yeah. That'd speaking, be dope. Speaking of my own production, um, in a few weeks, I'll be dropping my remix of Let It Rock by Kevin Rudolph. What um, a jam. Really excited. I still it's play that awesome. record. I'm going to send it. I'm going to send it to you guys right after the podcast. It's, that's a, that's a good, that's a good track to remix. That's a, 
I, I, yeah. I never really play it anymore, but I if there was a it, remix I, of it, I would. I, I skip right to Little, I, I skip right to Little uh, Wayne's part every time. The second verse is Lil Wayne's part. Yeah, I, was, I can make you a, I can make you an edit where it goes. Well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to your whole thing, but I'm just saying because a lot of people don't want to hear the Kevin Rudolph one, so I'll, <laughs> I'll just, you know. So Kevin Rudolph one hit wonder. I have that's the only song I know by him. I made it, but it wasn't as big as Let It Rock. Oh yeah, I made it. I forgot about that song. It was like him, Lil Wayne, Birdman, yeah, yeah. and Rick Ross. I made it. I made it. Yeah, it says a little harmony right there. I like that. All right. So, Martin, I ask this to a lot of DJs that come in, mm-hmm. even non-DJs. Where do you see Martin in five years? And is Martin your real name? Martin's my last name. Oh, no shit. Say, what's your real name? Um, what's your full name? My government name? Yeah. Or the name that my mom calls me? Your government name. All right, government name is Richard Bryant Martin. Okay. See, I never would have known. So you just learned so much stuff because I just I thought your first name was Martin. Yeah. So. I love my favorite thing is when a bar owner or a club owner asks, "What's your first name?" Uh, no, they're like, "No, they ask, what's your last name?" And I say, "Martin," and they're like, "What's your first name?" I'm like, Martin's my last name. My first name is. It's like I don't need to be a jerk about it. But I just think it's funny because yeah. it's like, nope, that's my full name is this. <laughs> how'd you how'd you how'd you land on Martin? Um. So before, uh, so my nickname is Ricky. Um, that's what I went through a lot of uh, my elementary, middle school, high school. As long as it wasn't Dick. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people Thank call me that. Yeah. And so I was going by Ricky B for a while. Okay. So that's kind of dope. Yeah. Ricky and I just, B. It felt really um, youthful in a way. It felt childish to me. So I, I liked my last name and I thought I could make something different with it and so i was like you know what let's do martin um i had someone make my logo uh, i was like it needs to be graffiti and that was a whole trip to get to the logo we got to now um but i loved how it looked and i felt you know i'm the, this is what i'm gonna run with and we're gonna make it work your nice. uh your logo and i guess like one of the headshots that you have and the colors that are on it really remind me of like fresh prince of bel-air <laughs> is that what you were going for? One like, it's like a, it's like gr- kind of like green and like yellow, and your your logo, like you said, is like very graffiti like, and like yeah. the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like logo, whatever it is, looks very similar to that. So I've I don't know if you found inspiration from that at all, but that's uh one thing that I noticed. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's that's where kind of yeah I can see what you're saying. He's wearing that like jacket and yes, yeah. yeah. I definitely take a bit of inspiration from uh, the Smith family as a whole. Um, you know, Will Smith and his like insane career run and just everything else has been sub- something really inspiring. I really loved Fresh Prince growing up. Oh, yeah. It was it's just freaking incredible. Great. Such a great show. Um, so where do, you see, where, do you see, where do you see Richard Martin, <laughs> uh, Richard Bryant Martin in five years? Um, in five years, I'd like to hope you know, I'm starting to do a lot more travel, and um, you know, earlier this year I played in Canada, and so that was really exciting. I hope in five years that I'm playing all over the world. That is the intention. I'll have more music out. Um, I'd like to be consistently releasing songs, um, and really just being able to spend more time with my family. That's okay. those are the three main things, or maybe I said four. Whatever I said, that's yeah. the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family's important, man. And I, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't have 
you know, my mom passed away in 2010. So it was like, I only have my dad left. And, I, you know, I obviously have my brothers and my sisters and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like family's important, man. And it's just getting bigger. So it's like my family, just my, my nephews are having kids now. And, like, nieces is having kids. And, like, I'm a great uncle. It's like family's important. That's good that you can't lay with that. that I think that's the only time I said, heard someone say family in it. Yeah. So that's good, man. It shows a lot about your character. Yeah, you're gonna go places, man. I not, nothing but good things happen to good people. I always say that, and like people always say, bad things happen in Philly, but good things happen to good people. <laughs> so keep putting out that content, bro, because content rules this world. It's amazing, doesn't it? Just a little bit of content, like the stupidest video can go viral. I've had one, and it went viral. Had a million views. The one with Frank Nitty in it. <laughs> he hates me to talk about it, but um, you know, I had you know I was doing those tailgate videos. I'm doing them again, thankfully, and they gave me a raise this year because that one that one hit so well. They were like, "Hey, here's more money." <laughs> I was like, "All right, I'll keep doing them." Uh, I was trying to get them to do it. Let me do it this weekend, but uh, they don't know if they had the budget for it. And I was like, uh, "It'll be worth it." They're three and zero, and they're coming back to Philly. It's gonna be wild down here, you know. Uh, you do you do anything like that? Like, do you ever partner with a company and do stuff? Um, I have a couple um, light partnerships with like brands, but mm-hmm. I haven't done anything I would say as serious as that. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Nate? You ever partner with a company and do stuff? No. <laughs> not that I not that I can think of. That like I have my own like promo code. Like use yeah, promo yeah. code Nader for. 20% off of no. That'd not be sick. Really, I would love yet. to have that. I was trying to get Liquid Death and Celsius to sponsor me, but um you'll be the you'll be the first person to get a deal like that with the podcast. There's going to be somebody on here that's that's going to bite. Yeah, let's hope, man. I know a Celsius rep, but she uh she was supposed to push my brand ambassador thing for it and never came through, so that would have been sick. It's coming. Yeah, I love that, man. Thank you. You're an avid it's listener. Coming. I love it's it. A, it, it. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. For both of you. I'm telling you, you, yeah. you keep push you keep pushing the content. Like I said, the the stuff that you put out and you know your goals and your path, I have no doubt that you'll get there. If, if as long as you stay consistent with those things and you keep sharing your experiences, you know, people are gonna want to tune in and listen and you know, you even be a part of those videos whenever you go out to do them. You know, I, yeah, I, I love ima- being a part I imagine, of it. Yeah, you know, I'm in the video. I imagine, you know, one day, you know, people are saying, you know, taking video and put me in the rundown, put me in the rundown. I, I get that from <laughs> on occasion, and it's from some people in Philly I really look up to, and every time they're like, "Can I be in the recap?" It just it, well, that was like it makes me feel special, like the work I'm doing is yeah. being. No, it's dope, man. Consumed. Yeah. yeah. Consumed. Well, that was the first, Not consumed, appreciated. Well, the first thing I said when, when I got in here, I obviously said hello to everyone. And then I said, so are we going to put this on the, the re- weekend uh, rundown? You know? Yeah. I, 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 I'd be honored. Um, sorry. My Phillies chat's blowing up. Uh, they clinched last night. So now it's like, oh, man, I was supposed to go to Florida next week to DJ. I got to cancel now. Everyone's talking about how. You know, you're supposed to play down. Let's play Crafty. Yeah. I got to cancel. Damn. Yeah, because if they win Tuesday, Wednesday, we go to the playoffs, like the official like NLC, NLDS. So it's like, do I go down there and say, screw it, or stay here just in case they need me for something? Whether it's an after party, DJ the game, do a rally bus. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say no. So hopefully, I got to call five day today and explain to them what's going on. I hope you know, like, thank God this comes out tomorrow because I'm going to call them later. Uh, but yeah, I, I found out last night that, you know, obviously we clinched. Are you a big sports guy? I love sports. Yeah. You play any growing up? Um, big basketball, soccer, 
Chicago basketball. This makes sense. Yeah, I love like the soccer thing doesn't make sense, but the basketball <laughs> part does. What what, what does your family play? Somebody play soccer? So my mom did basketball in college, and my dad was big on the hockey soccer end. Okay. And so that's how I got into soccer. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I was never good at soccer. No, me or, either, man. Or basketball. Okay. I was. I'm, I love playing basketball, but I'm terrible. <laughs> the thing about me whenever I played basketball is that it was always when I was younger. So I, I never played anything serious when I was like, you know. 18 19 20 but when i was younger i didn't ever score a lot so whenever i did score i couldn't help but like smile from like cheek to cheek when i was like walking back to go play defense it was just like i did that you know, yeah. like, like, like made a three-pointer i would just like you know prance back to go in and play and you know or a full full court press or whatever we were doing i was just smiling like yeah i did it um so <laughs> it's funny that I'll never forget that that people knew as soon as they passed through the ball they would I would shoot it right. <laughs> so we were in a finals game when I was like twelve playing basketball. They never passed me the ball the whole game. As soon as I got, I shot a half court shot to win the game, and it wow. went in. <laughs> it went in. We were down by three. Hit it a half court shot. Went in. The Boom. place went nuts. And I was like, this, you know, I was like. I was like, "What up? I did that." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's just another Tuesday." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was you like, don't yeah. play, uh, "You don't play any rec league basketball stuff, no, I'm, I, dude? I'm terrible." I feel like that'd be right up your alley. I feel like you're a big intramural guy. Yeah, like, I am. I am. I I love I love sports. I love playing sports. But I I'm, when I say I'm bad at basketball, I'm pretty damn bad. Like, I could shoot. I'm a shooter, dribbler. But when it comes to like trying to cross you up, forget it. If I can't like put it between your legs and go around you whatever they call that but I, I if i can't do that then or this what do they call that uh like a dishwasher or something they call it something <laughs> like that if i can't do that then whatever i don't know but uh, i think it's a good sign to wrap it up uh i appreciate you guys coming all the way to the yunk and oh, i yeah. you know martin i would love to have you back because i'm pretty sure we didn't touch on a lot of things and i feel like you want to tell me some more stuff yeah so we're definitely gonna do a part two um but thank you guys for driving all the way to the Yunk. I know you Absolutely. were coming from Villanova. Is it you? You planning a party over there? Uh, no, I have oh, a okay. I have a thing every Wednesday. I have to do out there. It's okay. like a networking thing. Oh, cool. Uh, hey, networking is important too. And that's what um, a lot of people don't know about the DJ industry too. That we think we just push play. No, we got to go out. We got to talk to people. We got to shake hands, kiss babies, sign autographs, those kind of things. <laughs> I know Nader signs autographs all the time, right, Nate? Not yet. Um, one day. <laughs> he, one signs, day. he signs golf balls at Little Bit. <laughs> That's what he does. But uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to episode 29 with Martin and co-host Nader. Their Instagrams. Uh, Nader is at DJ Nader. Yep. Martin? At official Martin Music. That's official. M-A-R-T-I-N music spelled correctly. Okay. M-U-S-I-C. Got it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we all thought about that for a second. <laughs> unless, unless you're Little Wayne and you want to spell it M U S I K or something. Yeah, it's... something weird. Or like, what's that Music Fest and uh, Allentown? They spell it M U S I K. That's so weird. <laughs> is that like the German way of spelling it or something? I don't know. Because someone spelled my name. My my government name is Eric. So it's mm-hmm. some, someone. I'll never forget this. E R I K. No, no, worse. E R I C H. Oh, that's God. how they spell it in Germany. Oh, I can see sense. that. Yeah. yeah. So some kid came to my bur- my bowling party when I was a kid, and then mom wrote down the car. I'm like, who's this? <laughs> I'm like, this ain't me. <laughs> the hell? But uh, thank you for tuning in as always. Make sure you're liking, comment, subscribing, sh- sharing. Did I say that? Sharing, liking, comment, subscribing, rating. 
Yeah, tell uh, tell us what you like about the podcast and the review. Give us a yeah. little. I enjoy listening to this podcast because See? that's why blank. I have co-hosts, man. In, insert I, here. I forget all this kind of stuff. We maybe we'll read a couple off in the beginning of next episode, whenever it is. So wow, write, See? write some reviews, and uh, you know you'll get some shout out. Yeah, you know, I'm, give I'm, a warm hug to that like button. Don't be shy. Comment below. Say what you love about the podcast. Say what you love about this episode, and share it with a friend because. You deserve to talk to a friend about this podcast. Why are you looking at my computer when you're saying it? <laughs> I need a nap. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in. Episode 20, uh, 30. I can't believe we made it here. Thank you guys for being part of this milestone uh, episode. Um, make sure you guys check out next week, episode 31. Thank you all for tuning in. Peace. And uh, be, on, be on the lookout for that DJ card game we got yeah. coming out soon. Oh, we never came out with the name. Uh, I think we may be on for another five minutes trying to think of yeah. one. So well, I, appreciate I'm telling you, you as, soon as, as soon as we <laughs> talked about a name, it's been in the back of my head for the past like 20, 30 minutes, and I still have nothing. Okay. So. All right. Well, gymnastics. Well, it's, it's it'll come. Maybe next next podcast episode, we may have a name. For I love that. And I a love copyright. that. Thank you all for tuning in. Episode 30. Peace out, guys.